You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, Rangers writer at WFAA.com. Joined as always by Morgan Price of LoneStarBall.com. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. How's it going, Morgan? It is going great. How are you? Oh, man. I am in a stellar mood after the Rangers <laughs> win. Rangers just put the wallop on Boston Red Sox 9-5. to five in Boston, have guaranteed themselves at least a split of this four-game series, this huge series on the road, in which the Rangers are, what, now 7-10, and 10, or 7-3 and, and three in their last 10 road games, which we did not see coming no. after how they started this season on the road. Um, we're going to chat a little bit about this big game. Um, I have a really interesting hypothetical that we're going to talk about at, uh, at in the second half of this pod, about which current Ranger would you most like to have with you in the event of losing your power for at least 24 hours. Um, and then we're also going to talk about the, the Rangers' roles in the bullpen and um, who should do what and if we even want to put labels on things anymore. But let's just go ahead and start off with, with this game. Morgan, 9-5 to five win. Is this what you were expecting from this game, this series? Like, what, what does this mean, just your first impressions from this game? I mean, I the last two games, like, they have... The Rangers have proven that they're they mean business. It's not just oh it's early in the season, not just a fluke thing. It's not just because Gallo's having a great season because Gallo hasn't even played the last few games. Like I, this, it's so surprising to me because I didn't even think they'd be in smelling distance of a wild card spot at the beginning of the season. And we both talked about how their start of the season was kind of weird and unexpected, but I wasn't sure if it was gonna last that long. And the fact that now it's somewhat middle of June, they're playing four games against Boston, who won the World Series last year, let's not forget. And if the, <laughs> if the season ended this right today, the Rangers would be in a playoff spot and the Red Sox would not be. And that is insane to me. I think the most insane part is like there, well, there's two teams in the AL that are now behind the Rangers in the wildcard standings in Boston and Cleveland that basically retain returned almost their entire same team yeah, and had really good pieces, but just for some reason, like just couldn't get together. I mean, Chris sale was just somehow like bad and, and his lost five miles per hour on his pitches um, for the first like month and a half of the season. And then he turned into Chris sale again. But like even that one thing that's still every fifth day and the Rangers have still been doing better than them. And that just, it doesn't make sense. I mean, they lost Craig Kimbrell, but like other than that, like, and Pedroia's out with with injury, but like the Red Sox are a deep team. They they have the ability and the personnel to overcome that, but they just haven't so far. I mean, they're having a decent season. They're not like just in the dumps like they were early early on, but the Rangers have been doing legitimately well. And then yeah. Cleveland, um, somehow Jose Ramirez has just like fallen off a cliff. He's been terrible so far this year. The starting pitching hasn't been like what it's been in years past. But I mean. We looked at the Rangers rotation and we were just like, yeah, it's going to be Mike Miner 
Yeah. Um, we didn't even believe in Lance Lynn, which shame on us for that. <laughs> but it was like, it's, it's Mike Miner, who we didn't think, no one thought that was going to do this. And then like a bunch of pieces held together with duct tape and a prayer. I think that was a direct yeah. quote from me in like episode yeah. one. I said but, the last three were basically all had half a limb, which kind of turned out for the last three. But the fact that I mean, started we were, with that. I mean, with with Drew Smiley and Shelby Miller, we <laughs> we were right on there. Yeah. But but who could have predicted what Adrian Sampson's been doing his last two starts? What Ario Harado has been doing? Yeah. I've seen so many Ario Harado starts, and this is another big one from him. Uh, six innings a day. Uh, Three earned runs. He got a little a little heavy with the walks. Um, two of his, I think it was two of his runs. Uh, yes, two of his runs came uh, with two outs. He he walked two batters with two outs in I believe it was the fifth inning, and then he gave up a triple. Which you can give up a two out triple, like you'll survive. But yeah, when you just when you got two quick outs in the inning, and then you walk back to back guys, and then you give up a triple, that's when it hurts a little bit more. But the Rangers weren't quite taking advantage with how wild. Uh, I want to say, where's his first name? Uh, Hernandez. Dar, yeah, Dar, Darwinson? Darwinzone? Yeah. Darwinson. Okay. Yeah, but it's with a Z. So it's like the Darwin zone. So it's like the Galapagos he's from, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's... Science, science joke? Nothing? <laughs> eh, I, science wasn't my thing either. It's math, just... sci- I was good at math, didn't love no. it. Bad well, at science I, all the way I'm... around. You you know Charles Darwin though. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> his his whole thing was in the Galapagos Islands. Anyway, oh, that's true. Uh, okay. Darwinson was amazing <laughs> for his fir- he struck out his first four hitters. He actually only pitched three innings and he struck out seven, but he walked five. The Rangers did a really good job of taking advantage of him being erratic and not chasing. Um, and then Rugi on his uh, his two RBI single, he no no two RBI double. He worked a I think it was a three one count and he was very very careful. And like right before he got a hit, Tom Greave said, Tom Greave on the broadcast was saying, well, you can swing at a guy who's not hitting the zone, but you better not miss. Yeah. And then like, I think it was the very next pitch. <laughs> Rugi hit double and I was like, ah, well, there you go, Rugi. Um, but either way, it scored two runs and he also had a walk today as well. Um, Hunter Pence had a huge day at the plate. He only had one hit, which was... The weirdest inside the park home run I think I've ever seen. Have you seen a weirder one, Morgan? Because I don't think we have. Not, no. There's, I, yeah, I don't think so. Because that that was bizarre. It was absolutely bizarre. So, Pence hit it. It was it was slicing off to to right field, and it was in just the shortest part of the ballpark where the fence is only like three feet high. And um, you go see who it was that was actually in right field at the time. Yeah. Uh, Brockholt, yeah, Brockholt was there, and he jumped. He jumped up. He didn't really need to jump up because the fence isn't tall or anything. Yeah, and then he landed like it looked like right on his stomach. And someone said he might have had the wind knocked out of him. That's which, what I was wondering. That would be the only thing that makes sense because the ball kicked off the wall. Um, someone thought it might have touched a fan or something. I didn't really know what happened. It didn't really make sense. But anyway, the ball ended up bouncing off the wall and scooting like. 60 feet away from him and uh Mookie Betts who was in center field at the time or was he no yes because he was switched uh, okay Benintendi yes. yeah Benintendi was in center field at the time 
um, before he got ejected. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but uh, Benintendi was not nearly close enough there to to go and grab that ball. So everyone just kind of like looked at it. You you zoomed out on the the camera and it's like, oh, there's the ball just sitting there for like 15 seconds. And Pence had a stand up inside the park home run. And Tom Greer said, I think he might have been able to run around the bases twice, which honestly he might have. Dude was motoring and no one was particularly close to the baseball. I, I don't. I mean, I get if you if you had the wind knocked out of you, but like. Surely you got to see like somebody at some point in that, like what, 15 seconds or whatever, the ball's just sitting there. Some outfielder has to go and grab it and at least make an attempt to throw it to center field. Cause what if he trips? How embarrassed would you be if Hunter Pence tripped running around third base, <laughs> was able to get up and just walk the last 90 feet because you were too busy staring at the ball thinking, Oh, all hope is lost. I think that would have been the only way this could have been better. Yeah, I because at first I was like, okay, so no one's no one's gonna go for the ball, like, and I was like, maybe one of them, are, well, because I guess Holt he must have had the wind knocked at him, because at first I was like, he's just chilling on the wall there, like he's not gonna, is he stuck? Like what's happening? <laughs> um, and then I was like, maybe they're thinking it's gonna get stuck under the wall and they'll get a ground rule double, but it's their wall doesn't didn't go down that far for the ball to get stuck. It was just a very bizarre in the park home run. I'm glad it was on the, the beneficial side to the Rangers. Yeah. And of course it's Hunter Pence that gets that. Yeah. Right. He's just such a weirdo. Anyway. <laughs> um, the best explanation that I've seen was uh, actually from at Holly hall on Twitter. She's like, Oh good. My strategy of uh, gluing the outfield wall yes. in right field has finally paid off. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's the only thing that makes any sense. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was a good offensive day for the Rangers. Uh, they scored in, in every inning, every half inning from the sixth or the second to the sixth inning, um, at least one run. They scored multiple runs in the third, the fifth, and the sixth. And I can't remember if it was the third or the fifth when the Rangers. Um, I think they're at like one hundred and two different innings where they've scored scored multiple runs, which is tops in baseball. And that's a fun little fact. Uh, so this Rangers office, everything was working for them. They walked. They walked eight times. They got eight hits. They scored nine runs. Things were just working for him today. And Harada, I, I don't think he even threw... Yeah, he didn't throw 100 pitches, and he still managed to make it through six innings, which is really big. Uh, LeClerc had another good inning, but he did give up another run. That was a little frustrating. But Peter Fairbank, it, it bothered me when, when I think it was Dave that said he struck out the side. It's, it's not... I'm on the side of where <laughs> striking out the side is you have to strike them out in order that to be striking at the side. Otherwise, you just got three strikeouts. And yeah. Peter Fairbanks allowed two base runners, but he did not strike out the side. He did, however, get three strikeouts in his one inning. So he has six strikeouts in three innings so far in his big league career, which is pretty good. Wouldn't you say? Oh, for sure. I like watching him pitch. I don't know what it is. That it, it, It's just it's a... It's his oomph. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just... It's not like odd and like... Ross Ollendorf odd but like it's just slightly different to watch him pitch I don't know what it is but it he's fun to watch pitch that's for sure I mean his raw stuff is is ridiculous he's upper 90s he hit 99 I'm not sure if he hit triple digits today I'm sure I'm not sure if he hit it the other day either but I know he he has hit it before and his slider is just absolutely filthy this guy is not going back down he is not going back down for a while if ever 
I want to say he hasn't hit triple digits because I could totally be making this up. But I want to say that they had said no Ranger pitcher this season has hit triple digits. I mean, they don't have really anybody on the roster. That makes sense. I mean, and I I want to say that they said the Rangers were the only team this year, but don't quote me on that. I mean, that sounds about right with how the MLB is now. Uh, But they have a guy in Emmanuel Classe who's in double A right now. He's a little wild, but almost everything he throws is like triple digits. And it's like it cuts, which is insane. Like It's just it's ridiculous to see. But once he figure out figures out where it's going, he'll be up in Arlington for sure. But Fairbanks, I'm I'm sure will will hit triple digits one of these days because he hit 99, I think, at least twice today. But but that was good. Um, there, anyway, there were three ejections in this game. Uh, yes. Two, I don't think Boston. They said on the broadcast that Boston hadn't had any ejections. Like nobody had been ejected for Boston at all this year. And I don't really know what Ben Intendi was arguing about. Um, but I know that he did say the F word several times. Yes. Um, which it's fitting because Angel Hernandez. Um, and <laughs> Angel that, Hernandez is very trash. And that's who he was directing them to. From what I was seeing on Twitter and like the breakdown of it is he had some strong choice words for Hernandez, but he chose to say them as he's crossing first base. So that's the ump that heard it. And that's the ump that tossed him. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I see uh, Whitney McIntosh on Twitter said, Benintendi uh, yelled F you three times, and then this is effing BS yeah. um, to, at Angel Hernandez, uh, which, you know, it could be in reference to anything because Angel Hernandez <laughs> is very bad at his job and likes to make it all about himself. And so once uh, Benintendi got ejected, which it seemed really quickly, but given what he said, uh, makes sense on the quick hook, and I don't really know yeah. what he was mad about. Some David and... and and I'm about to say Dave and CJ, but Dave and Tag were theorizing that it could be something about a check swing that Angel Hernandez just deliberately like ignored their appeal. Like, hey, can you ask the first base ump that actually saw this and something in um, Ben and Tenny's at bat? But I don't know what it was. Um, but then uh, the Astros manager came out and he got Astros. Ejected. Astros. Sorry. <laughs> that <laughs> would be so he was interesting. He was, yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah. Um, no. Um, I'm sorry. He's he was on the he was the Astros bench coach during their World Series. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't because he's he's also extremely mild mannered and yes. he was like enraged, full on enraged. And it might have been just like I'm standing with my guy. Throw me out. I don't care um, because you suck, Angel Hernandez, and I don't want to deal with you anymore. Which totally fitting. Um, I honestly don't remember what. Oh no, no, no! Now I remember what. Um, it was. It was the next. It was the next half inning. I think when yeah. uh, when Woody got tossed. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen two managers get tossed within like one full inning. Yeah. So it was uh, Azrul Cabrera got thrown out at second, um, and I, I think he might have been safe. I wasn't really sure. It was yeah, really. Yeah, it, it was hard to tell. It really was, but like, and. I, but the, the umpire at, at second base that was making the call, um, Cabrera hit the ball off the monster and then honestly wasn't really like going like full tilt. Or maybe that was full tilt for him. Either way, <laughs> it's fine. Um, and he slid in second base. And it looked like he might have like avoided the tag at first and then like a secondary tag happened. But initially, the ump at second base said, safe, safe. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately changed his mind to out. And it was like the same ump. And I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on there? Which is it? And so 
um, I think they were waiting to to challenge, and like the rule's not very clear about when you can challenge and when you can't. But I think Banny or Woody, gosh, it'll take a while to, to fix that habit. The, the Banny point clicked. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was the it was the getting real mad. That's what <laughs> that's what confused me because it's very anti Woody. Um, but Woody came out there and he was saying he wanted a challenge. I think that's my guess. I have no idea. Nobody really seems to know what was happening. Which shocker, Angel Hernandez causes confusion um, yeah. and wants it to be all about him. Um, Anyway, so Woody came out there and he was just screaming. He was livid. He, I, I've never seen him this mad, and I honestly didn't believe that he was this capable of rage. But yeah, I'm so glad he was. This is exciting to see. It was amazing. I have been waiting for this, and I we talked about it in one of the very first episodes we did. Did we make a prediction on when when I he would be ejected? I think we. I want to say that we did make it. Feel like we did. I also feel like it was like one of the things where like, what are we looking forward to in the first month of the season? And I'm pretty sure I had said Woody's first ejection, just because I want to see what his style is like for that. I gotta go back and look at this. Um, also, if any of you remember off the top of your head, uh, please tweet <laughs> us at Morgan Price, at Locked On Rangers, at Bryce Patrick, and and let us know because I can't. I know we've talked about this. Yeah. But this is exciting. Um, um, so Woody was done and. This was great. Uh, Emily Jones had said that it was that he wanted to have the time to challenge it. Because I think it's like they either have, they have like 20 to 30 seconds. I can't quite remember what the time is to indicate that they're thinking about challenging is what I think it is. And so Woody had like went to go make a motion of, we think we want to challenge it. Let us look at it first. And basically Angel's like, no. And so they didn't even give him the time. That's when Woody came out and argued, which understandable. Um, but I had I messaged you saying when Ben Attendee first got thrown got ejected that it very much reminded me of when Beltre got his ejection in Boston. And <laughs> yes. Angel Hernandez was in both of those. Oh, shocker. Yeah. yeah. Angel Hernandez involved in a questionable throwing out decision. You know, his name is Angel, but uh technically Technically, the devil is a fallen angel, so maybe that could have been where his parents were going with his name. Maybe. I, I'm not sure. Um, somebody asked him, but it, that seems more fitting than uh, the the typical angel because he is anything but a saint. Anyway, this is a fun game. Rangers won nine to five, and you know it is a big win in Boston. Um, I mean, they weren't exactly going up up against the strongest starting pitching, but um, the Rangers did a really good job of just they've like they've done in this last hot streak of just winning in whatever way they need to, whether it's winning big or pulling out something late or comebacks or relying on the strength of your bullpen. doesn't matter. This team's getting it done. Uh, is there anything else that, you, that we we should touch on for this game before we, we chat about uh, closing roles and, and power outages? I, th- I think we covered it there. It, it was a weird game overall. If you really break it down like we did it was very odd but i'm glad the rangers won it yeah I and mean, this is one of those one of those this is going to be one of my favorite uh games of the season yeah. just because i mean we both love the weirdness and wildness yeah. of baseball and that's what makes going through all 60 162 worth it is you'll have some stupid weird games like this and you're like you look back and think wow i can't believe all of that happened in one game yeah but that's why we're here for all 162 and <laughs> We've got some more important discussion when we come back after this. Um, we Woody had some 
had some comments about the bullpen um, and who could be used and in, in what role where. And then we've also got our important question on on who who would you like to be stuck with during a power edges. So we're going to take a little bit of a break with, with some commercials, some lovely commercials from our lovely sponsors. When we get back, we'll talk about these important questions. Hey, guys, it's time to talk about sex. Good sex. You know, remember the days when you were always ready to go when you were a young stud and, you know, it wasn't any any trouble getting it ready for for your partner. Now you can increase your performance and get a little bit extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's like the color blue and chew like what you do. So they're here to help you out with your sex life, make things spicier, make sure you last all the way until the ninth inning, you know, don't want to get pulled out of there with a reliever, you know, you really got to be, make sure you're ready to go. And just like you were back in the young days, this isn't for guys who can't perform any guy who wants a little bit of extra help in the bedroom. You know, this is here for you. It's a, it's a legal performance enhancing drug. So Bluetooth is prescribed online, ships straight to your door, very discreet package, no in-person doctor visits. I know that's really uncomfortable. No waiting at the pharmacy. Also super awkward. You don't want any of that. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Shoe prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So if this sounds like something you want, Morgan, where can the fine fellows get this stuff? You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code MLB. All you pay is $5 shipping. And that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com with promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew's the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And we're back. So let's just go ahead and, and talk about the, the bullpen rolls. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday after we stopped recording. Uh, Morgan, you brought up this point about how, I mean, it, it had been, I think it was the last three games that Sean Kelly had been in that he had given up a run. And it, all of those, like, apart from themselves, like, if they weren't like related, they did. They just didn't feel like, oh, of course he was going to let up a run. It just kind of randomly happened. But the fact that they had all happened in a row made us think, okay, maybe he shouldn't be the closer. Maybe yeah. no one should be a closer. And then he was talking. Banny was talking. I think at the pregame today. Woody. Some Woody. Good lord. <laughs> I'm going to make that mistake like a hundred thousand more times. But I'm I'm glad you're here to check me on it. <laughs> Otherwise, it would just keep going, and I wouldn't notice it even in a day. Anyway, Woody was talking about changing the roles and not having defined roles in the bullpen. And the stuff that you were saying yesterday is that they should change it up and how Woody's saying, oh, I I don't think that we have this closer. I, I was thinking, like, he's not really doing what he says he wants to do. Yeah, It's more he's talking the talk. Is, is that what you think, Morgan? Yeah, because yesterday when Kelly came out and then gave up the runs to tie it in the ninth, I was kind of thinking, did they just bring him out because he's the quote-unquote closer now since LeClerc's no longer in that role? Because, I mean, if they just brought him out because of that, it sucks. If they brought him out because they're like, maybe he has the best stuff tonight out of everyone, then that's fine. I get it. But I, and but then when his comments today were, well, we don't – we're not really labeling him a closer. We don't really want to go with that. We're, I'm just picking the best guys. That's kind of confusing to me because in my mind, out of the entire bullpen, Chavez would essentially be your best guy since he's been the best in the last month. So 
why couldn't he be your quote unquote closer slash best guy in the pin at any situation? So I I hope he kind of goes in a no roles bullpen and actually means that because I just putting your closer out there just because he has the label of closer, it doesn't work. And it's kind of a stupid idea and concept to go with because yeah, he's, he's the closer, but maybe he doesn't have the best record against the next three guys coming up. So do you really want to use him just because you've labeled him the closer? Exactly. It's tough. And it's, it's such an outdated role now. I'm glad that baseball is finally transitioning. It's not just like, Oh, I mean, unless you have Mariano Rivera or Craig yeah. Kimbrell, which shocker, the Rangers don't, um, they could, they could have had Craig Kimbrell. We're, we're not, we're not going there, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an outdated thing. And like you said, Chris Martin was doing really well, and, yeah. and he did. He closed, quote unquote, closed tonight. Or just ended up being the last, the last pitcher out there. The Rangers had a four-run lead when he came, or a five-run lead when he came on there, and then he did end up giving up a solo home run uh, to Mookie Betts. But you know, that'll happen. It's fine. Um, I, I won't begrudge anybody for giving up a home run to Mookie <laughs> Betts. But it, it didn't change the the score of the game, and. Um, Peter Fairbanks went out there and did really well. And I think that's just the the managers have more data of like which matchups work well. And I think yeah. just you have to play it by ear nowadays. It's like who's hot, who is has the right amount of rest, what kind of stuff uh, do these like three or four batters that are up next specifically struggle with and which one of our guys can exploit that best. I think that's kind of how you have to play it. And yeah. I think he did that a little more tonight. I mean, it was it wasn't as, as close of margins as it was last night, but. I liked how he did it tonight better, and I hope yeah. he does that in the future and kind of sticks with his word. Agreed. Do you believe he will? Um, I, From what we've seen of him so far, I feel like he's a very honest manager, more honest than any, no offense to any of the other managers, but from what we've seen, he very much speaks his mind, and he's going to tell you like it is. And so I, I hope that's, what he's going with and maybe what he said today was like a realization after Kelly pitched last night. Um, so hopefully I'd like to see, I, I think the rest of the, this series specifically will definitely see if he's meaning what he's saying or if he's just saying it. Um, but I hope he, he's going to go with a no rules. Yeah, I think he will. And this, this is the, he's a first year manager and this is the hardest thing about being a manager. And it's the thing that always gets questioned and second guessed by people like us who have all the data in hindsight, but (laughs) I think he's done a pretty decent job so far for sure. and he's figuring it out. I think he's, he's learning and this is, this is encouraging to see him thinking really heavily about like, okay, maybe this is the way to go forward. And I, I, I like to think that he will stick true to his word and even if he doesn't, like, it'll be it won't be something he's intentionally trying to right. to like go against what he said. Anyway, um, this is great, a great win. Hopefully, if the Rangers win tomorrow, they can take the series and they have Lance Lynn on the hill, which is nice. I kind of, I'm kind of liking now that we've been through a few rotations. I'm liking the splitting up of your two most reliable starters and putting Ariel Harado in there in the middle. So if you have a four game series, you do well with Mike Miner. Then, if you happen to do well on offense and and Harado can carry you for for one start and then you end up needing another big starting pitching performance from uh from Lance Lynn in the third game of that series then there you go you can take a series in Boston so that's exciting 
that's enough actual baseball talk for now. <laughs> We're going to get to the most important question of the night. Morgan, if you were stuck in your house for, at, let's, let's say, uh, 20, 24 hours. Um, okay. Without power, but you don't know that, you know it's going to be at least 24 hours. Okay. You don't know how much longer uh, you're going to have to hold out without power. Which one of these rangers would you want with you? Um, this was tough. Initially, my my first thought was Gallo. But then I went with Elvis as my final answer. Just because I feel like Elvis could at least, you know, if you don't want to go to sleep at night because it's too freaking dark and it's too freaking quiet, he could probably entertain you long enough to keep you up. I feel like Elvis is just would be a very entertaining person. He could tell you jokes. He'd probably play <laughs> games with you. Yeah, you could play some board games. Yeah, like I, I think Elvis would be the one because he'd at least get your mind off of the fact that you have no power, you have no AC, you have no internet. Like Elvis would be fun. He really would, and I feel like that that's a really important characteristic you want. And yeah, and a, make, and a, make and a, the time go by. In a blackout buddy, um, yeah. as we call him, no, a different kind of blackout than than what, what you people were thinking of, but <laughs> power blackout. It, it actually doesn't make it sound any better. Anyway, that's a good answer. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Rugnet Odor, because okay. for me, you definitely want the safety and security if you're if you're worried about someone breaking Ooh. into your house or anything. Yeah. It's like, oh no, we don't have any. We our cell phone died, and, and we don't have any any phone lines or anything, and. No one's gonna come and break in if Rugnet Odor is there and someone tries to break into your house. Oh, they're that's done. A, that's a good point. They're done for. Also, Rugnet Odor, I feel like is really resourceful. And if it if the blackout somehow extends into like multiple days and you need to go out and like find stuff or <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, you start like scavenging or whatever. I feel like Rugnet Odor is is your guy. He can definitely help you out there, and you know he can get you through whatever you need. He I feel like he'd be he'd he'd open up and and be pretty fun. Um, if you were, you know, stuck together in a, in a room for a little while. Also, you could ask him all about uh, what his thoughts were when he was um, Ooh, punching Jose Bautista yeah. in the face. I mean, I could listen to that for hours on end and be perfectly entertained. But he's got really well-rounded, um, you know, power outage activities uh, <laughs> and skills that you you'd really look for in a blackout buddy. But I don't know. I feel like there's there's not a wrong answer. No. Also, because, like, everyone on the team, for the most part, they could also tell you Beltray stories, which that's also what I would want to hear from Elvis. It's just oh, gosh, all the yes. Beltray stories. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, and he could tell you World Series stories. They're so, like, 24 hours would probably be nothing with either one of them. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Also, yeah. like, maybe, because I am terrible at Spanish, Elvis could teach me Spanish, maybe. Maybe I'd finally get something down. There you go. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of all the activities you could possibly cram into 24 hours. Yeah, I don't know how much Odor would talk. His his English has, has gotten a lot better, and it's it's That's really true. good now. So my Spanish is is probably a little worse than his English is. So <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We'd we'd find a common common ground, and you know, if worse comes to worse, and you need to get out of there, Rugnet Odor can call his horses and and get you right on out Ooh, of there. Ooh, good point. Man, like if your there's... car is stuck in the garage and you don't have to hassle with opening the garage door and closing it manually, just get his horses there. Absolutely, yeah. Go Excellent and... point. You can ride the horses out to somewhere that that does have power and, and pick <laughs> up some food or whatever. That'd be great. Um, speaking of Rugnet Odor, he just popped up on the uh, the post game show. 
And he's actually been doing really, really well in the last six games. He's hitting 286. Um, he has four RBI, and he has an OPS of 850, 852. So, a five game walk streak. Yes, that's very encouraging. It's extremely his his at bats have been really good. So, you know, we could also talk to him about about how how we believe in him and and how you know he's going to turn this around and everything's going to be okay <laughs> thanks to his horses and his ability to survive in blackouts. But this is exciting. Um, I feel like there's a, there's a lot of answers to to this question, but um, those are those are our answers. And if you want to tell us who you would pick to be your blackout buddy, please tweet at us at Locked On Rangers at Morgan Price at, at Bryce Patrick on Twitter. Um, reach out to us that way. We would really love to hear your suggestions. I'm sure y'all would have some some really good answers for this. Um, but thanks for subscribing and listening to these important baseball discussions and also sometimes not baseball discussions. Make sure you're telling your friends about this podcast and and your enemies and um, even Jose Bautista if you if you know him. I'm sure he follows you on Twitter, um, whoever you are, <laughs> if you haven't blocked him like like most Rangers fans have um, fairly. But make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or uh, Spotify or Himalaya podcast app, the official podcast app uh, that is blackout free. You know, if you're if you have charge in your phone, then you know, go ahead and, and download some podcasts on the Himalaya app if in case you need to survive the next blackout that might be coming with Rugnado Door. And you could listen together to this podcast and he could tell you, Yeah, you were right to pick me and as he beats and beats up possible intruders into your home during the next blackout. But hopefully there won't be any more power outages, but it did provide us with some interesting content, so <laughs> can't say it was all bad, but we really do, really do appreciate you listening and tell us who your blackout buddy would be. I'm Bryce Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. And hashtag together we pod.